Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name is Zach, and this week I'm joined by the regular crew. I'm joined by Mark and Logan and Zoe. Mark, how are you today? I'm doing well. How you doing, Logan? We got a little confused because we were using a camera and we didn't know which direction to go. I totally get it. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Zoe, welcome. And hello. How are you? Hello, I'm doing good. Uh, I am recording remotely, so I might sound a little bit different than I normally do. And if she sounds extremely different, it's just aliens. It's fine, guys. Don't worry about it's, it. She'll be back in her body I don't, soon. Listen, I'll get back to my body eventually. <laughs> All right? I, the respawn zone is being camped. I'm just waiting. Just waiting. Yep. We got some fucking spawn campers, man. <laughs> fucking, fucking hate them. <laughs> Zach, how are, you, how are you doing over there? I am good. I'm ready to go for another episode today. Uh, thank you all for joining me today. I look forward to this every single Sunday when we record. <laughs> uh, and Zoe, thank you for joining us for a talk show like you don't normally do. Uh, a little bit for those that maybe don't listen to the actual plays of our Seventh Sea stuff. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's a wonderful time. Go check it out. But if you don't, uh, and you don't know Zoe, Zoe's from over at the Writer's Room, a fellow 7th C podcast. And she's been joining us here recently, and uh, and we're glad to have her. Thanks, I'm glad to be here. But on today's episode, we are going to be talking about our experience at Chaosium Con Ooh. here recently. It's been a little <sighs> bit... Uh, uh, due to, you know, sch- scheduling stuff and uh, not getting able to sit down and talk about it. But now we have the opportunity, and uh, Zoe was also there with Mark and I at the convention. Speak- wait, but first off, speaking about conventions, Mark's got a tiny announcement here for us. Yes, just a, just a reminder that I am going to be at Megacon. That is the, that the 19th through the 22nd in Orlando, Florida at the convention center. If you're Anywhere in the vicinity, come on down. I will be there with Steve. For those of you that remember Steve from the good old good old days, we'll be we'll be there uh, having some good times. I'll have some copies of Steam Spy with me, some of my some of my kids' books, uh, acting for artists. I think I still have some Zortic stuff that uh, I'll have available. So pop on over, say hi, and uh, these are all limited edition. When he says he has some Zortic stuff, it's running out. You better get it now. Get there now. Get your that ticket is... now. Why aren't you already on the plane? <laughs> Why Let's aren't go. you already there? <laughs> Definitely true. Why aren't you yes. waiting for him there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a table number yet, so unfortunately, ah. you know, I can't narrow it down, but I will be in Artist Alley somewhere. Come look for me. I got a big Zordic banner, a Steam Spy banner. Can't miss me. You'll see him. You'll see it. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I won't be making it to MegaCon this year because my uh, my endeavor was ChaosiumCon. Uh, this year so and they're kind of real close together so i I couldn't make it with work and and all of that stuff but uh, it's a good time there and if you're if you're in the 
the Florida area and you want to pop down to Orlando for MegaCon, they're still doing it at the the same old, same old convention center they did it last yes. time. Yeah. 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 If you're in the area, go go check it out. It's a fun and nerdy time. You're going to enjoy it. That's for sure. Today, uh, like I said, we're talking about some Chaosium Con. And the the three of us over here on this side of the table, uh, we, we did get to attend. Unfortunately, Logan, due to some, some work and scheduling conflicts, unfortunately was not able to make it. But... He was there with us in spirit. He was there in no, spirit. Give it back we also already. gave him a phone call. I, we made a deal. I get to hold on to it for another month, okay? Oh, no. I made a warlock deal with Zoe? Yes, you did. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah. If you've lost your claim ticket, there's nothing that can be done. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, you, you guys got claim tickets? Ticket. What? Okay. That's, that's how I deal with everything. I have claim tickets for everything. How do you think I keep track of things? Why did I get a claim to? Oh God! <laughs> it's like coat it, check. You check your you check it in. Check your jeans, Logan. I'm Ooh. sure it's in the wash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, the, totally. the ballet should have given you one. Yeah, right. But I, I think Logan has taken the title of of interviewer and host for today's episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just sit back and relax here this episode. So Logan. Uh, I, I, this is me passing, passing the, uh, the talking stick, I guess. Awesome. Um, well, the thank host, you. the host beanie. All right. We all ready to have some fun. Welcome to whose convention is it anyway, where all of the questions are made up and the points don't matter. Yes. yes. I'm so oh, I'm living my dream, Logan. <laughs> All right, so I do have some questions I want to ask, but before we get to that, you guys had a little talk with Patrick and Evan and Zoe and Mark and Zach all together before the convention, yes. kind of the, the first day just before things really kicked off. And so we're going to put that in here now. It's recorded beforehand of you guys all talking. And so go ahead and give that a listen now. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hello. Who do I got here today? Well, ladies and gentlemen, today have, we have the writer's room. You have your dad. <laughs> Son, hey. Hey, Where's your dad? Boy. Come here, pal. Hey, give me your hand. Chief. Come here, pal. Not I'm, now, dad. I just want to let you... Hey. No, I'm, I'm home now. Dad, aren't you I'm trying, I'm trying to, to run my, my podcast show here. Dad. dad. Uh, just S- grab my hand. Maybe later. Son, no, grab your father's okay. hand. I'm okay. I'm home. I'm glad you're home. <laughs> Just remember, you're adopted. <laughs> now that's not the best thing to say, but it's true. to our son. But it is true. It Hello, is true. everybody. Hi. Hi, I've got Mark with me here. Hello. And uh, unfortunately, Logan can join us here. Logan no. is here in spirit. He's here in he's spirit. Got, he's got his uh, chair over there. Also a fucking because nerd. I've killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I have subsumed him into my body. You killed my internet Patrick, boyfriend? <laughs> Patrick <laughs> defeated him in gladiatorial combat. Right, and by the rules of the gladiatory arena, I then merged with him and we are now one being. Dare you kill my internet boyfriend? It is how I maintain this beautiful voice of mine. I have to subsume other people with beautiful voices. Logan, I'm going to avenge you. Mm. <laughs> There's, there must be a reason why you and I are still here. 
Well, I'm, so, I'm <laughs> sorry now. we lost you, Logan, but uh, <laughs> Patrick, welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> this episode is in memoriam for Logan. <laughs> Patrick, no X Logans were Logan. harmed in the making of this podcast. Stop telling everybody I'm dead. <laughs> oh, that'll be in post. I'll just yeah, yeah, put it in post. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're at, we're at Chaosium Con. Uh, yes. We're the excited to be ever. here. Yeah, the first ever Chaos yeah. and Con. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see. It's like halfway through the first day, a little, yep. little more than halfway yeah. through the first day on, yeah, on Friday. But uh, we've got some things planned for today and tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll do another talk after uh, after we're done yeah. with yeah. everything, just to yeah. kind of give it a, a good old wrap up. But reflection yeah. of chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're all excited for our various things that we have going on. Uh, it seems like between the, the all of us here, we're the only ones doing Seventh C at the con. So we've got, yeah. we've got a monopoly. We, we have the Seventh C table. Mm-hmm. We, we, we we're really at a round are. table. We are at the round table. Yeah, the round there are no table. corners here. Well, it looks like we cut them. Yeah, we cut the corners. Or you, you there's an infinite go. number of corners. No, you need to stop. Everybody roll standing. All of these squares make a circle. All of these squares make a circle. All of these squares make a circle. It's it's strange because now we actually have a table to stand up and walk away from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just mute my microphone. No. no. Oh, <laughs> man. Everybody's microphone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm running a game tomorrow. Mark's running a game tomorrow. And the Writer's Room crew have their live show Tonight. this evening. Yeah. Uh, we're all excited. Uh, I'm going to run up on stage and be whoever. Are you going to streak? So. That's, that's a surprise, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave the surprises for later. <laughs> no spoilers, everybody. Spoiler Jonah has to take a nap before his debut. Spoiler Jonah is napping. No spoilers, all right? I'm here to just tell you guys no spoilers while Jonah is napping. Okay? I'm gonna kill everyone you love. He needs, <laughs> he needs his beauty rest. I'm gonna take your hands and your legs and your toes and everything beauty. else involved with your body. If you can't tell, this is what the the beginning of this trip has been like. This is yeah, the, yeah, the, the energy has been the whole. And all day, yeah. Um, you can't see it, but the writers room crew are all dressed like pirates. So this has been yeah. a blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, there have been many a strange gaze and quite a few thumbs up. Oddly enough, yeah. 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 yeah, good, good seeing that that People love like pirate representation. Yeah, pirates, pirates are, are red. Pirates yeah. are yeah. great. Pirates red, indeed. I mean. They're not, but <laughs> well, in, uh, in fantasy, they're great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In, in theory, we theory. like theoretical pirates. Convention, <laughs> they're rad. They're rad. Yeah. Exactly. Theoretical pirates. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of the great pirate fallacy? <laughs> it's where you both have a great pirate and a bad pirate in the same room, and they cancel each other out, and then it's an empty room again. Is that like the ship uh, thesis? Yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's, you start it replacing is. a pirate's limbs with a good yeah. pirate. It's both. It's both like, which was the original pirate? pirate. Wait, like, well, clearly. Schrodinger's pirate. Uh, wait a minute, no, that's a biological. Yeah. It, it, it both is and is not a pirate. Yeah, yes. exactly. Oh, but yeah. How are you guys doing? How yeah. like how was the? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, we're good. We're doing good. Um, we're both not running a live show, but we're we're both running, running games, games, games our, our own yeah. separate games. Yeah. Um, so, do you know what you're running? Do you have an idea as to what you're 
right? I do. Um, I, it's just original content, so it's what I oh, wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, did, I, did, I think I could have chosen to like take up the reins, but I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So this was like a last-minute decision. It was a last-minute decision. Oh, I found out about. I found out about two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So two weeks to prepare. Because they were looking, they were still looking for GMs. I'm sure there's a couple games that are still looking for GMs. Yeah. Or, uh, unfortunately, couldn't find GMs. Right. It's been canceled, but. Um, but yeah, I I just kind of whipped something up in the last week and a half. Yeah, uh, I got done with it. What two days ago? Not <laughs> yesterday, but the day before I got yeah. on the plane and, <laughs> and uh, came down here. But but yeah, I just did uh, uh, some pre pre made characters and uh, just kind of a small baseline. I've got an outline. Half maybe the half of like the last part isn't written, but. Uh, has anyone okay. signed up for you? Uh, it was a. I I signed up to a full table. Wow! So I have oh. six people oh, plus that one in the in the wings yeah. waiting Damn. to play if nobody shows yeah. up. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, it it was a little nerve wracking just kind of coming up with some last minute stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, got the, I've got the I've got the message log. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's it's. We are the the only two sort of representation for Seventh C here at the convention, but there's been so much interest in it, which is really yes. wonderful yeah. to see. Yes, like a lot of the people that we've talked to, because um, a lot of you know a lot of uh, Chaosium pushes is Call of Cthulhu, which is valid. Call of Cthulhu is it's been supreme, around for forty years. Yeah. It's been around for forty years, and it's a supremely fun time. But there. There has been so much interest of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If there are any like Seventh C games being run this weekend, and like obviously you signed up to a full table. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's nice to kind of see that it's on the rise. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a and that there's a good amount stuff. of interest out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, there's been a huge surge in the love of piracy lately. Yeah. Oh in, yeah. In media, I mean, I know that there was that one point last, I think it was last year when, when Sea Shanty started blowing back up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, TikTok. now and we have Johns and you know, Johns. all that yeah. started, started Now we have Our Flag Means anymore. Death mm-hmm. and that is a wildly popular show. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time to look. It's, it's really nice to see sort of the, the second Pirate Renaissance in media. Yeah, that was since, so since yeah. like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I like. I don't know. Definitely want to capitalize on. Yeah. There's that like the yes. marketing part of my brain like is like, all right. So what we need to do is we need to all sit we, down, we watch our flag this, means like, death, and then we, like cor- and be like, you want more? Come come yeah, to us. Exactly. We started playing like right either before or as. The, the shanty explosion happened. Yeah. Like, shanty. right when it happened mm-hmm. is when right. we started playing. With yeah. no with no connection to it at all. Yeah. You and I still need to finish that one shanty. <laughs> I mean, there is go- eventually going to be a writer's room soundtrack. Because oh, yeah. Because we yeah. have music right. set up specifically for the podcast, and we right. need to make a sea shanty at some point. Yeah, sure. on, I mean, we have the, the, the Devil's Ballad. But we that's have the Devil's Ballad. We have uh, the done. secret song that's been playing for our listeners, if you've yeah. been paying attention. Uh, there's a. It happens in a, in two episodes now out of the 25 that I have. Uh, so if you're listening and paying attention, maybe keep listening. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's been a, a lovely, a lovely tasting renaissance. Yeah, and and it's 
you know, Seventh Sea isn't necessarily an only pirate no. game. No, no, no. But we we've all kind of just latched onto it a little. Oh yeah, bit. just because yeah. it's it's a fun. You know, you're all crew of a ship, and you have all these people that help you run the ship. You know, I actually it's run... It's your home. Yeah. It's a mobile home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And I run several land-based games where it has nothing to do with piracy. Sure. Yeah, we have, a, we have a monster hunting game in Eisen right now, yeah. in which I play, I play a, a Ketanese samurai yeah. who, you know, none of us are sailors except, I don't think, are any of us sailors? I mean, technically there's one character that's a sailor, but... But not like... It's, it's, there's a, it's no, a river pirate, not a sailor. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't, like... Rely on being a sea pirate in order for us to play the game. Right. Yes, yeah. and it's great. Yeah, yeah. So there's just a lot of variety with it. Sure. Yeah. But there's tons know, of variety. We're talking about pirates specifically, mm-hmm. kind of here, but you know, there's, there's a whole lot of room for opportunity and growth. Yeah, very true. And you know, eventually, the writers' room won't just be the pirate game; it will be other games too. Yeah, you know, I would love to see uh, an espionage game. I would love to see a, a uh, nations game where like nations are being pit against each other. And love to play like an Assassin's Creed Syndicate yes, style. Absolutely, absolutely. Like that's one Victorian, of the things. Victorian, England, England. 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 yeah, yep, absolutely. Avalon. Scum mm-hmm. and villainy kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. it definitely mm-hmm. lend towards uh, that kind of game. Oh yeah, I've got a vestment oven yard bruiser waiting in the wings for whenever, whenever we do that. What? Good to know. So, guess what? So do I. Ah! <laughs> Wait, can we be twins? Ooh. <laughs> okay, so with that character, his name's Ryan. He okay. Was, he was from Flash Badger Panache, the first, seer, our first oh, series. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, his family either died or got lost at sea. Hey, Look, mm-hmm. long lost, long lost sibling. I am a long big thing. fan of the long lost sibling yep. story. <laughs> yes. Uh, we we, we glazed over a little bit. Right Mark's down, also right running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we glazed over a little bit, but Mark's also running his game here. Yes. Speaking, yeah. speaking of non-pirate versions. Oh of yes. Non-pirate. And speaking of espionage <laughs> yeah. games yeah. and versions of, of, <laughs> of Seven C. Yes. Mark's running. Uh, uh, something kind of fueled by well, your your Majesty's secret right. service. Right. Well, you had mentioned to me that they were looking for they were, uh, was a play with the the writer type. Yeah. Games. So somebody approached so, me actually from your Discord, uh, oh. saying like, "Hey, we're wanting to get people that have written stuff for Explorer, uh, Explorer Society, Society oh. and they can kind of showcase what they've done." Yeah. That's, that was kind of the idea. What they oh, wanted. That's great. To do. I didn't know that. So, uh, so, so because I, I've written an espionage, I kind of uh, passed that over. Which Mark, we, yeah, he asked me, and I was like, "Oh, just well, got I don't." Our, our hands on Mark's got yeah. this weekend. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, oh, is that not what the... the no, 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 no. Okay. That's a different game. Oh, it's a different no, game entirely. That, that's, a, that's a whole different... Ah, yeah. okay. But, so uh, no, I have, a, I have a PDF on uh, Spore Society that's uh, specifically espionage in, oh, yes. in those yes. seven yes. seasons. Yes. So, so that is right. his system. His game his system. That's yeah. Yes. Your Steam Spy. Steam Spy, yeah. What yes. the, the book you got. That's his system. Yes. I'm very yeah. excited to, uh, to crack yes. into at some point. Good. Good. Let me know. It's fun. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of fun. If you want so examples, exactly. of course, we have uh, actual play, very, actual very play. long yeah. backlog of, yeah. of, of Steam Spy stuff. And, and yes. as a matter of fact, I ran a, uh, I ran it as a solo game. There are solo rules in there, oh. and I, I have uh, a spinoff called uh, Steam, Steam Spy, Spy Solo, solo stories. stories. That was just oh, me beautiful. playing solo, solo, just and, just him. But then uh, 
then we we all got together at the end to wrap up everything. We did uh, the the full rules. So, so what play. you're saying is is that there is a place to go and listen to how to play the game. Exactly right. Along with an example story. Ah. Exactly. Yeah. You can find that on tabletop radio. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Take a look at that. So. Uh, so yeah, but yeah uh, you're doing an espionage. So I'm doing a seventh C seven story C tomorrow. So mm. that's you know going to be something that will be a little different than the pirate call. <laughs> it's called From Usura with Love. Oh, yeah, yes. such a great, <laughs> so good, juicy name. Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. I think. I was going to go around and go, like, what are you guys? We're all excited for our various things that yeah, we have going absolutely. on. So I think it's kind of pointless going around and, and saying, what are you excited for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's kind of, uh, of uh, self-explanatory. What's, uh, how about, here's a question. What's something new that you saw so far that you would want to try? Mm. I was just about to ask the exact same thing. Well, I was like, I, what are some new systems think, that were... I think so, an obvious thing that we all saw was the was five sales. The five yes, sales yes, 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 absolutely. They have a uh, five sales-based uh, card game. Yeah. Mm, seven C card to, game. That's going to be uh, uh, on Kickstarter fairly, yep. fairly soon. It'll be, or, as far as we know, it'll be premiering at Gen Con mm-hmm. as a small pre-release, oh, yeah. and then that's going to go to a full Kickstarter. Yep. Uh, by yes. Pine Box Entertainment? Yes. yes. Pine Box. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, they, they gave us their cards, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm sure we'll have, we'll, have a conversation with them. Oh, of course. At one point in time, but yeah, we sat in. Uh, uh, Zoe was doing a little uh, play test of it, mm-hmm. and Evan and I sat in. And boy, howdy, does it seem like so it's, much it's, fun! It seems like a blast. Yeah. It does. Oh yeah, it does seem like a blast. It's like a card game and a storytelling game at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. They said it's it's like a board game meets a card game. Mm-hmm. Which now there there was supposed to be a game released was they had a small Kickstarter way back in the day remember the seventh C yes. like board game ish card game? Oh, I don't remember yes. what it was I I backed it but it ended up and then, fizzling yeah. out and canceling but I think it was it was from City Five Sales yeah was yeah. it the City Five Sales and, and then yeah because they said that they said that it happened and then it fizzled out. And then they they no, bought it back no. up. And so it was back. it was the, okay yeah, yeah it was exactly that. that but revamped. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm excited it's very just good. to say the very it's least. Very good. Um, we are all here uh, waiting to be in a seminar here mm-hmm. with John Wick so with his all, weakness. With his weakness. <laughs> so we're we're excited. To, we're just kind of sitting around yeah. shooting the shit. And like there's so I've I've always been I live in New England now so the mythos around Cthulhu is very close to us. Oh yeah, yes. I've I've been to Lovecraft's um, grave uh, a couple of different times. H.P. Lovecraft himself is probably isn't a great no. person. No, <laughs> no. But, but he's got some interesting stories. Mm-hmm. And his writing is yeah. yeah. And I I lived in in Providence for a number of years, which is a lot of where that that mythos takes place and. Um, yeah, we're we're all in in New England, so you know the the fictional town of Arkham uh, would not necessarily be too far from any of us. Yeah, right. yeah. but since I lived in New England, all of that mythos kind of like it feels it's, very it's right there. It's just yeah. very familiar. It's like yeah. when you visit a new place and you're just like, oh my god, what about what about this weird graveyard? Like, what is that myth? Oh, I know, I need to know the lore. It's like I could drive there if yeah. it was a real place. Yeah. Salem. We, we live yeah. near. I lived in Salem, Salem State University. I, I lived in mm-hmm. Salem for over a year. Yeah. 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 So, so like the the mysticism around it has kind of just been like. 
the norm for me. You went to Miskatonic. (laughs) But being here at Chaosium Con, where Call of Cthulhu is like the big thing, it's like, oh man, you know, there's this story that literally the guy, the Pine Box Entertainment man, sold me on it from the first thing that he said. Uh, And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to have to start playing Call of Cthulhu now. yeah. yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of which, there's um, <clears throat> one of the booths set up in the dealer's room uh, is for a uh, Call of Duty actual play known as Ain't Slayed Nobody. They're, uh, I guess they're a Wild Western Call of Duty game. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I love me some Wild West. Ain't Slayed Nobody. I'm a fan of the Wild West. And I'm super interested in Call of Duty. I've never played it before, but the concept behind the game sounds super fun. And yeah, I mean. I mean, when you combine the old West and you know Love that kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. horror, like, <laughs> it's very. Um, <laughs> what was the what was the Deadlands? Deadlands, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very, very Deadlands. Yeah, Deadlands just yeah. less Eldritch horror. Yeah, Deadlands has the weird West, which is all like you know, it's all monsters and stuff, but it's not like. It's crazy not, shit. It's not yeah. uh, Lovecraftian kind yeah. of that dark nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monsters. yeah. But existential kind of. So I'm ex- I'm excited to listen to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we, we love new podcasts. Oh yes, <laughs> always new things to yes. listen. Yeah, new friends. I will say along the lines of of new games, it it doesn't particularly have to do with Chaosium, but I because I am horrible at scheduling. Uh, last night. Uh, in our in our, our uh, Airbnb, um, had a, uh, a like a stream okay. test play uh, of this game called Yezeba's Bed and Breakfast, and it's by the same folks who do uh, Wander Home. If you're okay. familiar, it's a no dice RPG, um, where you have these pre gen characters, and you're playing at this sort of like mystical bed and breakfast where you have the witch Yazeba runs it, and you play either the the residents where they um, they like help run the the B and B. One of them is a, a demon child uh, named Hey Kid, uh, <laughs> who's just kind of like the 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 main goal is to to cause mischief, and then you have uh, Parish, who is this old knight who has been turned into a frog and is now the chef of the bed and breakfast. Um, you, have, you have Charlotte, who is sort of like this child, like teen runaway, who is sort of starting to discover her magic powers. And then you've got Yezeba herself, who traded away her heart for all of her magic and is slowly started, starting to learn how to feel things again and like care for people. Um, it is, yeah, there's all sorts of wonderful, wonderful stuff. That one's going to go to, that one is is currently on Kickstarter. I believe it's Yuzabe's Bad and Breakfast, and I highly recommend it. Very cool. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely fun to, to sink your teeth into. I love role-play heavy stuff. Like, I, I love that that aspect of, like, really... Do, do, yeah, I think you're at the table again. with the same people who think the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Oh, that's what I'm... No, that's you're, you're in good that's, I think that's yes. why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Today? Wait. This is an intervention. We're not... <laughs> <laughs> you're probably wondering why we brought you here. <laughs> Wait a minute. This isn't the clown convention? Well... I mean, it's chaos. Clowns who like narrative games. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other stuff that we'll have to talk about. So we'll, we'll probably sure. pick this up again at the yeah. towards the end or yeah. tomorrow or something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's been a fun time so far. Yes, we had a blast at breakfast. So yes. <laughs> oh my god, we're we're super fucking psyched that we that you guys are here with us. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. we're yeah. here together. And Logan, Logan's here too. Logan's here. here. Thanks, Logan. Yeah. Uh, in, yes. Good to have you here, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, we'll we'll catch y'all in a bit. Bye. Bye. All right. So. This is now after the convention, a couple weeks, but uh, we've had a little bit of time. You had some thoughts about what had happened there, and uh, and you had some time to process after that. You know, conventions are kind of an intense flurry of sleep-deprived, chaotic, maybe drunken, awesome hilarity. And they're fantastic, and you don't remember all of it until later sometimes. So, yeah, we're going to just start from the beginning. How was the travel getting there? How how were how are things about the con? How is traveling now? How's how's reality outside of the bubble that we call our homes? Any funny stories? Life outside the studio is fine. <laughs> I I haven't I haven't noticed it yet. I, I you don't let me out, so it's not my fault. You don't get out before the doors lock every day. until you get that claim ticket with your soul. <laughs> You're in the be, studio. Uh, I'm screwed. <laughs> The entire party has to be ready before you can be seated, you know. Yep. Okay. Fair. Fair. No, but any fun uh, traveling stories? Any any uh, unfortunate events or, uh, you know, miraculous benefits that happened or anything like that? I don't think anything too of note for the, for the travel portion. Yeah. Very simple flights. We got there with, with no or minor delays. I think all of us. Uh, the writers' room crew had a much earlier start every day than we did, so I feel <laughs> bad for them. Yeah, but we were all good. I think yeah. the only thing that I have of note is so uh, the writers' room crew had a had a rental car down there, so uh, I bummed a ride from them <laughs> to the from the airport to the hotel nice. convention. So so didn't John Wick. It's fine. He just used us as transportation all weekend. <laughs> oh my goodness, he did. Yeah. Uh, but when we were uh, pulling up and about to turn into the the hotel, we we looked across the the street to the walkway, and across the street there, walking John Wick and Chaosium Company, and we're like, "Is that huh? John Wick? <laughs> we have? We just got here. What's what? What happened? <laughs> yeah. So that's a great point. There, you guys started out early on. This is a like a three day event, I think. Uh, Four day, two, two day. day, two day. Cool. Lots yeah, of hours it was a very short two-day event. Um, yeah. Okay, but it's a smaller event. It's the first time. It's the the very first Chaosium Con we've had, and Chaosium mm -hmm. Chaosium as a game company, if you don't know them, has taken over and running a bunch of different titles. So check them out online. But the main ones we usually talk about are the Seven C, of course, and I would say Call of Cthulhu stuff is probably the next in line for us. They've got a few other fun titles, but Seven um, C is definitely most of note. This is a convention just focused around their stuff and their people, so you probably saw a lot of their main writers and people more than you might for a regular convention. How did it feel in True. comparison to, to other conventions that are larger and more well-known? Very intimate, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely an intimate kind of thing where if you wanted to talk to the creator of a certain game, it's very simple to flag them down and corner them. Um, I, not corner, but <laughs> oh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> But, um, but jump out of your car, put a bag over their head, and say, "I'm giving you yes, transportation no. now. Answer me no. all your questions." 
Yes. I mean, I'm not I'm not about to say that I almost leaned out the window and said, John Wick, shut up, get in the car. I don't have time to explain. Um, <laughs> uh, he would have done it. He would have so done it. Are you kidding I me? I really would have. Yeah. I really would have. I, I almost leaned oh. over. I was like, Zach, I'm going to yell at him. I'm going to, what do I say? <laughs> um, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> For me, I I go to normally big conventions like Gen Con and PAX East and and things like that, where um, if you wanted to find the creator of a game, like, good fucking luck. You might be able to run into them on, you know, in Artist Alley or, like, at a, at a booth or something, but, you know, it's very difficult to nail down those people, whereas here, they were elbow to elbow with you. Like, if you wanted to talk to uh, Brian Holland uh, about whatever you can he's he's right the fuck over there like go sit down and talk to him like it was that simple and sometimes they wouldn't let you go you know they yeah no they they, cornered me they were eager (laughs) yeah yeah so they you know were looking for feedback too and and eager to to talk you know they they weren't just willing to talk they were eager to talk because that's what we were all there for Mm mm-hmm Nice. One more thing I wanted to say. It was a two-day convention, but technically it was it, it was a three-day convention. There was a, a opening banquet on the first day, mm. uh, but it got sold out very mm-hmm. quickly. There was a very yes. limited number of tickets for that, and that was kind of disappointing mm-hmm. uh, just because it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. You know, it, it gives you a chance to sit down and meet some people and, and – you know, it would have been cooler if they had a bigger venue to, I think it was, I'm sure it was like a venue size. You can only yeah. have so many people in there, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it would have been yeah. cool to have a lot more people there and a bigger opportunity to get mm-hmm. tickets for that. The other thing I think uh, my understanding is that the previous week was specifically a convention for the Chaosium crew. So they were there all week doing business stuff. And then it was just yeah. opened into a a gotcha. open gotcha. convention for the last couple of days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like it when companies kind of do fun stuff for their people as well. Always yeah. good. Yeah. So a couple of days, we had some games run. We had some uh, game show or show as a game. There was a bunch of different stuff. Let's, let's go into what was it like to run a con game? This be more directed at Zach and mm-hmm. Mark, who were running the games, and then we'll get to the other side of it here in just a minute. But how was it running a con game? Well, since since Zach's game was first, I'll let you start. Yeah, Mark and I are kind of on the same plane here. Neither of us have run a con game before. Have you played in a con game, Mark? No. No, really? I've wow. played in one con game, and running it's a whole different beast. <laughs> <laughs> because unlike how we do things here, we sit down with the same people every week who know the system just about as much as you do, or probably more. And you don't really have to teach the game, which is something that you don't think about until you actually sit down and start playing. And you're like, oh, half of these people don't even know what, what the fuck this is. So uh, that's a little bit of a learning curve that I, ha- I had to adjust with on the fly there. Uh, but other than that, some people had some experience, so that was good. I wasn't at a completely blind table. And um, and I thought they received the story well. 
uh, and I kind of, I, I did what I do here when I write. I want to put a, a good range of different kinds of scenes or sequences uh, into a session. This session was four hours long rather than the, the hour that we sit down here. Um, but I, I found a good balance of adjusting to what they were doing and kind of maybe adjusting part of the story or throwing something out based on time and what the, what the players wanted to do. And 7C is a really good system, I think, to con game. Um, because the GM is often given a lot of their story and in-game fuel by what the characters want to do or what the players say. So it's good. It's good because you don't have to prep as much as you would for other systems. I think. Now on the other side of that coin, Mark did put in some unique prep, <laughs> and I had the joy of being able to see that before he ran it. So <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, not to not to say I didn't prep anything. No, no, I totally had a did. decent amount of prep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, kind of building on on what Zach was saying, it was interesting. Not just convention, but specifically this convention. Not only are you dealing with people that are, are maybe learning the system, you're kind of selling the system because, mm. you know, people are here, you know, they've been seeing this game on the, the dealer's table and, you know, they might be there for one of the other games. But, you know, at the end, I, I had two people who just bought the books and were, you know, tried, you know, they wanted to see how they work. And then two others at the end said, uh, after the game said, I want to go buy the book now. So, you know, you kind of had that interesting experience, which is, you know, different. I also had a kind of a weird quirk to my game. I was the very last event of the entire thing. I was Saturday night, was it 8 to 10? 9 to, nine or, to 11? No, it was or, 4 uh, hours. It must have been uh, 7 to 11, I think it was. 7 to 11. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was the, the very tail end of the thing. Yeah. Saturday, we had a little incident that there was a COVID scare that kind of went around. So several people kind of filtered out early, I think. Mm -hmm. And we ended up, uh, you know, everybody, everybody had was masking up by that point, you know, no matter, you know, so there was a lot of that, which everybody was good about that. But, you know, I still had a full table. So I had some some backups step in. But it went well, you know, it was, it was just kind of weird because everybody had that kind of little bit of tired, a little bit of, you know, mm -hmm. burned out. There's, they're starting to think about heading home. But uh, yeah, especially on that last day, it yeah, was, yeah. It was uh, even though it was a shorter convention, it was still, uh, I think for a lot of people, the first time you're getting out again into the world. Yes. <laughs> How do yes, I people again? Point. How do I multiple people yes. again? What? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very, very weird. true. Yeah, but I think it was very helpful to have somebody that you know also going to that convention, which was mm -hmm. really good. Yeah, I had both alone. Mark and not actually in person meeting the writers' room crew, but I, uh, you know, having mm -hmm. having some time speaking with them already yes. and kind of yes. knowing them. So um, it was good to have friends there. Yeah, yeah. Also, just with traveling, I had uh, I had my nephew and a friend of his with me, oh, and cool. they were kind of kind of joining in. So it was kind of interesting too to see the whole convention. Kind of through their eyes and yeah. through, you know, little little different yeah. viewpoint. And are they experienced gamers or interested, or is this like the first time they've kind of seen something like this? This this is kind of a first time for them. Okay. My nephew 
hasn't played really much of anything. He's done. A, he's dabbled a little bit. His his friend has played more. <laughs> his his friend was kind of shocked. The whole weekend was there was a lot of D and D hatred at this convention, and this this friend was a little shocked at that. And but then as he started learning some of these other systems, he was like, "Wow, there's a lot out there. This is really cool. This is you know." And so he picked up a, a few books, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, there was, uh, you know, it's nice. just a neat vibe. All right. To keep it going here. What did you learn from running the con game? What would you do differently? I guess that's Ooh. assuming you would do it again. Would you run a game again? That's a question. Would you yes, run a con 100%. game again? 100%. I love okay. it. Mm-hmm. It was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. All right. Because all in all, it's the same as doing it here. It's just you don't know the people. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> As far as learned, uh, what what I learned from the experience is how to run a game for six people. Mm. Yeah, that is a different world. Uh, Mark and I, Mark and I, both had full tables, so we both had six people with us, uh, and that's different. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. You almost have to expect that with a con too, because that's like you're trying to get people in, or people are wanting to get sure. in. So even if people jump out, like we had with a COVID scare, people still want to play. So you're going to have a full yeah. group. Well, and the thing is. Zach and I were the only people that ran 7C games, that ran open table also surprising. 7C games. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was surprising, but uh, I think, you know, for me, I think the biggest kind of surprise thing that I learned was that it, it worked. It wasn't as intimidating as I was expecting. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I would do it again. And although it was very different, it was still an interesting experience. Everyone was into it. Everyone uh, played along well. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. And I think part of that went, went along with the fact that we had some pretty decent players. Yeah, we did. Like, they're experienced in at least playing role-playing games and stuff like that. They weren't... Uh, I'm sure a few of them might have been a bit inexperienced, but you're at a gaming convention. It's not like you're going to be completely yeah. blind to Well, and especially a smaller go. one, you know, as opposed to, like, you go to something mm-hmm. like maybe Dragon Con, which is huge enormous and this maybe this person's never yeah. tried a role-playing game they're there for some cosplay or they're there for some fandom they really into or whatever else not and they're like hey i'll try this new thing you yeah chaosium con is not big enough yet being that's early that we don't have people to be that confused yeah it's not yeah. that big and it's very targeted to very a targeted specific yep. group so yeah all right last question for the con game situation what did you prep that mm. you didn't need for the game Ooh. What did you What did you make that you didn't need? This is an overprep question. I had an extra scene in there, uh, like an whole entire scene? whole extra scene. Nice. Yeah, just to, didn't get to it time wise, or it was one of those situations where I was looking at the time and seeing how much I had left as as we were in a scene, and I was like, okay, maybe they're taking a little more time than I expected, and it might drag on if I leave this next scene in there. So you just kind of cut and paste, and I just took that scene out, popped the beginning of that next scene in there, and it worked smoothly. Nice. It was great. Uh, Reading the room and making that yeah, judgment call yeah. as you need it. Exactly. Yeah. Because uh, the, the scene that we were in where I was evaluating this was kind of a puzzle room scene. So they were in the room doing things, and – it takes a little bit more time because you're accomplishing different things. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, it took a little more time than anticipated and you just roll with the punches. Nice. Mark, what about you? Did you, did you go through? I've, so we, 
Logan and I, and I'm just I'm sure Zoe has looked through it too. Uh, we've all seen kind of what you prepared. Yes. Uh, and I'm interested to see what what so what actually happened. Maybe give us a quick like <laughs> elevator pitch on what it is you were trying to run and why that prep was important. Right. Well, my understanding when it when first happened, they were trying to put together a block of games for people that had written content for Seven C. Mm-hmm. And I had done uh, on their Majesty's Secret Services about playing spies in Seven C. So I ran a spy scenario from Masura with Love. And so I had a group of people from the spy agency going on a, a spy mission. Expecting six players, I actually had 10 player characters to choose from. So I kind of overdid that. But I was kind of a, you know, I, I knew I was doing that. And, uh, and was that useful? That was that helpful to have more options, you think? I think so. Uh, everybody had a, you know, everybody could kind of go around and, and there wasn't anybody who said, oh, this is, this is all that's left. I'm stuck with this. You know, everybody had that. And it was kind of fun too. I was I just had the characters identified by their agent code number. So they could put in their own name and pronouns as they wanted to and and flavor the character that way real, you know, in a That's second cool. without any real character generation going on. Yeah. But yeah, the game the game went well. You know, in in hindsight, the only self-critique was like I said, I, I was the very end of the day. And I think I kind of rushed the the ending a little bit. You know, it 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 was kind of a high high energy thing. So I kind of some some urgency was was role play, but I would have I, I had more thematic description that I would have liked to have brought out. But I think by that point we were kind of rushing to the end. But like I say, everyone everyone cheered at the end. So I think bottom line is everybody enjoyed it and. That's what counts. You mean you were kind, kind of certain to, the, to end. the end? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Zoe, Zoe just had a, a metal stroke uh, from the psychic pain of our horrible cheesy content. So with that note, vicious mockery, vicious we're mockery. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to slide on over but to. Uh... It, since we're on puns, I, I will say. After running this, I did. Uh, I have started work on two more convention stories along those same, along that Love same vein. It. I'm looking to do like a trilogy of uh, another one called yes. "Man with the Golden Rapier" and "For Your Eyes and Only." For your eyes and only. So, got to do it. We got to do it. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Run each of these a few times and Stop. then produce them. <laughs> <laughs> I've started outlining them, but I'm I'm started kind of flushing those out a little bit. So I'm I, and it. I you know who knows I put that out as a trilogy and. Uh, on the Explorer Society, who knows? Yeah, I need to Heck get yeah. it just for the name. I hope you realize that. <laughs> well, That's half okay. of selling it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, but this is actually really good content. Uh, having the chance of reading the notes, not being able to be there for the game, but reading the notes itself—it's a really fun concept. It's not just trying to, you know, white label 007 genre stuff. It is actually mm. built in well for for the setting and for the the feeling of the game. So. Uh, that's neat to see happen. There was just, you know, there's a little touch of magic. There was a lot of, you know, very 7C stuff mm-hmm. that uh, I thought, you know, I think, I, I, you know, I hope it had some of that 007 flavor, but mm-hmm. definitely set in the 7C world. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Whereas I went for the very traditional pirate treasure hunter vibe. Right. And one of, one of our players were mutual. We oh, had, that's right. That's we right. had one player in both of our games so uh-huh. and were they experienced or was it 
you know, they started with no. you. Okay. They, well, by the time he started, got to my started game. Started my game. <laughs> fairly experienced. A four-hour game session before yeah. the next yeah. day going for another four-hour game session. So I think at this point, he's fairly experienced. <laughs> Addicted at the very least. All right, we're going to kind of shift Some gears, you know, from uh, the con game to the show game at a con. And I think this is more focused on Zoe, but I think all three of you can answer some of this, being that you are also audience members and could kind of see things from an outside perspective a little bit. But we're going to start with Zoe first. So how was it to run a show game? Oh, it is an entirely different beast. Yeah? So I've been running 7C for about four years now. Multiple different tables, multiple different settings, different themes. So like pirate theme, intrigue theme, land-based theme, all that stuff. Online and in person. Online and in person, absolutely. Running for a show was a little bit of a curveball thrown at me because not only was I running for the players, who are experienced, thank God, but also John Wick approached me. Uh, We went to lunch and he's like, hey, we need to talk. And I said, okay, what do we need to talk about? And he goes, no, we need to talk without those two around and gestured with his eyes over to Patrick and Evan who both like (laughs) looked at each other, then looked at me, then looked at each other and then looked at John and then looked at each other and went, Oh God, we're in trouble. (laughs) Yep. Uh, John basically, it it wasn't an ask. It was a demand. It was, I want to play in your game and I want this specific thing to happen. And I said, okay, cool. I'll roll with the punches. Now the night before I had prepped for four hours I don't normally prep. My prep is just, I have a premise. Um, I have an idea of where I want the story to go because um, it's not just me telling the story, it's them telling the story. Right. And I had the full intention of running it as a non-canon adventure, as like a filler episode, if you were to look at this like an anime. Like, it's part of the story, but you don't need it to follow along with the rest of it because we have a long-standing running campaign going on the podcast. And so I went with the premise of I'm not going to try and fit this into the current plot line. And then Evan came up to me after four hours of prep and said, hey, I really want this to be canon. And I said, well, fuck me, I guess. Uh, Okay, let's try and figure this out. And so it was a delicate balance and juggling act of not only running the game for my players, running this brand new player, regardless if it's the creator of the game or not, (laughs) and then also having audience members who have no idea what 7C is, they're just here for the show. Mm -hmm. And so it was three different elements, and once I sat down at the table... It kind of, like all of that anxiety of like, oh my God, I have to all all the performance anxiety went away. It was just I'm running the game. I'm gonna do what I normally do, which is explain the mechanics as I go in as little words as possible. That way I'm not overflowing the audience with knowledge and taking away from the immersion of the game, but also keeping in track of I am putting on a show. There are people here to watch this, not yep. just listen. And there's no editing. There's no edit and post. Well, there is tech. I'm trying really hard to edit and post, and it's very difficult. You're editing out yucky sounds is what you're editing. It's, you're not editing. It's, yeah. it's rough. It's Blood. rough. Yeah. It, I, yeah, gave, I gave, I it, a, it, I gave it a once over. 
It's and rough. just to get kind of big, big spacing and, you know, syncing it up and, you know, doing a quick EQ on it. It's, it's just, it's for all live shows. It's the audio's gonna be trash. Like, yep. yeah. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You have to. I don't care if it's live music, you have, live game, whatever. It's gonna live, be. It's gonna be garbage. Trash. Yeah. You, just tell you everybody gotta, it's a bootleg. Pop. It's a bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bootleg version. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Exclusive, never heard before footage from Chaosy right. Corporate. <laughs> but regardless, Zoe, I think you did a you did a very good job. Thank you. Uh, you know. Speaking with you, knowing you had a bit of bit of that pre-show anxiety, uh, like you said, once you started, it was like a switch. It was you turned into performance Zoe, and told a story and gave us a show. It was a good. It was a good experience. So all of us here have some theater acting experience of some form, whether it was you know as a kid or whatever. Um, and all of us here are GMs of some form. If you've only done one or the other, I feel like you're going to be a little bit out of the conversation because. The feeling of before the curtain rises and you're going out on stage is one feeling, and that's intense, and everything's shaking and melting on the inside of you. And before you start a role-play game, even with friends, it's similar, but there is a different feeling. It's a different, I honestly feel it in a different part of my body, but having both of those together, I'm like, Bwah! I'm either going to like implode or <laughs> it's not going to matter. I'm just going to go blank and it'll be it'll be freaking perfect it'll be fine doesn't doesn't fucking matter at that point it's so overloading mm-hmm. and to to hear you talk about that you know those nerves and then finally when you get out there and you start and it just all settles in it's like after you get past that first line that first dance move on stage after you get past that first opening scene opening explanation for your role play game and the creativity just settles on you like a mantle that's a great feeling yeah. that's a great moment that is that is yeah. i'll be completely honest energy. i'll give you I'll give you I'll, I'll give you what was going through my head. So beforehand, um, we did have some technical difficulties, which caused us to be 15 minutes late. And I was told yeah. that we had the venue for four hours when in actuality, we only had it for three and a half. And so immediately my brain was in. Oh, fuck, oh, we have to adjust. I have to I yep. have to remove things. I have to make sure that the pacing is OK, which I've always struggled with with 7C, especially when I have two fantastic players that want the role play love to get lost and i just don't yeah exactly so i'm like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and then there's you know sitting down and realizing it's just like stage fright when you're an actor everybody gets it you all say that you don't but you do and we know it and it's okay you're seen you're heard you do you step on that stage (laughs) the lights go on the camp the the curtain goes up and you see the hundreds or thousands of people that you're about to perform for and you have that fleeting five second moment of i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing yep and then it clicks yep. like you 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 put on a mask or you put on the mm-hmm. the mantle or the whatever it is kicks that you in, do whatever the music it is. kicks yeah. in whatever it is and then you just go and for me i forgot about the audience for a little while there were times where i was immersed in in the story or i was you know with role playing with john wick which was an amazing experience i lost the audience now one of the things that we established before we were doing this is like do we want audience participation because this is a live show it'd be really cool because there's no sound effects there's no music there's none of right. that it's, it's just us at the table and so there has to be some form of entertainment on there as well now we're all actors um one of our patrick Keith, being an actual actor we all have that 
showmanship about us, whether we're running a game or, or on stage, but we were like, oh, do we have audience participation? And I said, yes, it'd be really cool. And so John Wick, being the genius that he is, I started to describe the scene and you can go get this, The Sword of Kings. It's online. It's free. It was for Greg Stafford in honor of him. It's on the Chaosium website, chaosium.com slash Sword of Kings. Go get it. It's a great module that John Wick wrote. Yep. And the first scene is two ships at battle in the middle of a storm. And it literally describes, you know, you can you can say this verbatim, but it's like rain coming in sideways that stings. And I started describing everything and John Wick started snapping his fingers and like getting the audience to do it. And so it just sounded like rain. And then Evan at one point was making like thunder noises and like lightning strikes. And like at one point cannons were going off and everybody like slammed on the table in front of them. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is it. This is the, that was the, that was the best one. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the cannons was the best one. I said, you know, I, I, you'll hear it, it on the podcast when I release it. It's like, I said fire. And then all of a sudden the audience just took it, which is, which is a magic moment. That even though yeah. you're going to hear it, you really had to be there to experience it. Yeah, those those moments are just singular. And that's where it went. It it was like all of that that trepidation, that anxiety, that fear, all of it just fucking died with that cannon fire from the audience because they were in it. And that to me is like, all right, I've got you now. I don't need to put on it. I don't need to put, I could take this mask off. I don't need it anymore because here it is. Here's the show. Here's the game. This is what I'm trying to. And that's another thing too, picking up from what Mark had said about con games, you are kind of selling the game. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a longstanding podcast that kind of roots itself in the drama of it, you know, being able to do that live and have those people by the way, people would just pop in because it was an auditorium. So people would just, you know, stick their head and be like, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. We had staff members of the hotel of the convention popping in to see what was going on. And then later that day, the next day, I had those staff members come up to me and be like, so what were you doing? What was going on? And I was like, oh, that's the 7C game. It's right over there in that table. And then they go over to the table and talk to them about it. Like we had people who had nothing to do with the convention other than like running it on the background, asking about it afterwards yeah. because of the show that we put on. And I thought Very that was much amazing. So. You're, you're presenting <laughs> nice. this and you're presenting role play as a whole. This might be the only time someone's even seen in-person tabletop role play. And so you're sure. an advocate for yeah. that. You're an advocate for this specific game because that's what you're playing. You're, you're always representing that when you're in any, anybody else's eyes. And I would even postulate as a dungeon master, game master, narrator, you're probably selling your game every single time you run it. Doesn't yes. matter whether it's friends at home, a convention, a TV show, doesn't matter. You you're you're making a a deal every time, you know. Well, something else I pointed out to Zoe uh later that night, I think it was, uh like I say there wasn't that much 7C stuff. This was the very first actual 7C thing at this convention at this was Chaos the first Con. yeah the, uh, the very first convention the first event that specifically said 7c yep. was this show yeah 
which is dope. no pressure. No, yeah. no pressure. No, no pressure. Was like, I Mark, said that I think afterwards. Should... Yeah, no, I'm yeah. sitting there with my whiskey and, and Mark's just saying, you know, this is the first uh, 7C at the first Chaosium Con. You're the first woman to do this. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Any problems with running a show? Would you do it again? That sort of thing. I mean, we talked about the tactical problems. We talked about, of course, the nerves. But like any other problems with running it, as far as like in the game, playing it out, making it work, would you do it again? I would do it again, absolutely. But I would not record it. That was an mm. entire whole nother amount of stress that I wanted. Like I want to fix a problem when it happens. And one of our problems was we had a PA system that was projecting our voices. And we also had our own equipment to record our session. Now, we had to run both of those at the same time. And I was very worried about having feedback issues, you know, that terrible microphone sound uh, that everybody hears once in a while, the echoing, all of that stuff. Which you're going to hear. Unfortunately, I can't get rid of it. It's just, there's going to be a disclaimer. It'll be fine. But we got in there an hour before our show was supposed to start so that we could set up. And like I said, we had some technical difficulties involving that where we started 15 minutes late. And Patrick, the, you know, love of my, my show life, took on all of that stress to get all of the technical stuff done because they have done that before. And at the end of it, they were burnt out. They were absolutely toasted. And I felt bad because I wanted to help, but I needed to focus on game. I needed to focus on making this work and crunching my time. I also felt distracted every once in a while because, uh, as Zach can attest to, I wasn't talking into the PA mic, but I was talking into my recording mic. And so Zach would come up and like push my PA mic slightly closer to me, Um, (laughs) which which if like if I had a a dedicated tech crew, I I would just see them as like, uh, don't pay attention to the person behind the microphone. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But like it just it just felt like the boom mic just kept like coming into frame. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, uh, excuse me. Do you mind? It's like, oh, sorry. Like, (laughs) Like, I, I do feel like there was a bit of distraction there with the technical side of it. I I will run another show. I'll run as many live shows as people want. But there are two things that I will never do again. The first is recording it. The second is making it canon to any game I already have running. Because that yeah, in pressure. itself is yeah. a lot of pressure. Having to prep for four hours, making this like a filler episode, a fun little thing. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, we want to tie it into the main plot. You know the the thing in uh, I think it's always sunny or or whatever uh, the Pepe Silva wall with all the red lines and tape. Yeah, yeah, imagine a little kid coming in and grabbing all of those lines and pulling all of them down, uh, and then going, "All right, you got to start." That was again. a great it's analogy like, for players fuck. in every game. That's, that's a perfect analogy for players in every game. I love I love the board you made. It's better when I make it into a ball of stuff. Yeah, no, yes. I think that's that makes a lot of sense. The people who do live shows, namely, I'm going to call out Critical Role and whatever else, not granted, they're huge, and they've got a lot more income coming in for their job, but it makes sense even from the earliest game, they had some form of crew, 
And it also makes sense that pretty early on, they started moving from doing it at a convention to doing it next door to a convention. So it might be at the same time, but they literally would like take over a freaking theater because they needed to control the situation. They need to have hours to set up beforehand. And granted, they're doing video and all that stuff like that, too. But like, there's a lot to go into that. Like being a techie isn't just like, hey, you know, you can't act. So go do the tech things like there's a whole level of expertise there. A lot of expertise that goes into being a techie. And uh, and and I totally get it. You know, Zach is very good at, you know, being able to watch and look for what's needed to happen. And you're not used to having, you know, uh, uh, Zach on crew. And so Zach just doing what Zach do. That can be distracting because you're like, holy crap, this is big. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Things I got to uh, got to focus on. Um, well, I think it would make a big difference, too, if it was all your own equipment. Yep. If yes. you had your equipment, you 100%. knew what you were setting up. I'm sorry, but conference room PA systems blow every time. Yeah, they, they do. suck. Yeah, they do. So uh, are there any current plans for more live shows in the future? Do you have anything come up this year or planning to do it again for next year, Chaosium? Yeah. I don't know uh, if we can say next, yet. Spoilers. Uh, next year, absolutely at Chaosium, we're going to plan something. Um Next year, probably at Gen Con, we're going to plan something. Unfortunately, as much as we would have loved to go to Gen Con this year, it just, it wasn't in the cards. And even after yeah. Chaosium Con, you know, John Wick was like, hey, are you going to be at Gen Con? It's like, yeah, one of us is actually, both of them, Patrick and Evan, are going to be at Gen Con for different reasons. One for, you know, both of their jobs. But like me getting out there without advocate enough time, it's just not possible. Yeah. Also trying to crunch four months of time into prepping a live show at Gen Con, the biggest yeah. gaming mm. convention in the U.S. <laughs> Second biggest in the world, I think. Next to Essen. Yeah, Essen in Germany. Yeah. So, yeah, next year, definitely more live shows. Heck yeah. That'll be fun. All right, and to wrap up the uh, the live show side of things, what were some GM insights from watching the live show in the crowd, as well as maybe from Zoe post post running the game? We heard some of that, but like the literal like nuts and bolts of how a game worked. Just some like GM view on this, some some of that you know GM seat perspective. From the GM side, it's just like any other game. You sit down, you have a premise, you have a plan, you go for it, and. One of the odd things was having John Wick just all of a sudden show up. It wasn't like all of a sudden, like I had like maybe two hours beforehand to think about it, but it is a new character. It is a new player. If you're going to play at my table, there's a couple of things that you have to do. First of all, being uh, I need you to fill out an RPG consent form because I want everybody to be safe and happy when they're at my table. And I want to prevent yep. as many bad feelings and bad scenes as possible. And so without knowing that, I'm like, oh, god okay uh i i don't know quick remember every interview i've ever heard this man do and maybe exactly. i can remember some no. of the things he Le said that he does or does Le not like like yeah 100%. legitimately it. absolutely it's like I, i'm lucky that i watch john's youtube channel uh and know that he is an atheist and it's just like okay cool i remember that and i remember uh n nothing like i, I just remembered all of these things from the interviews and i'm like okay cool i'm not going to pre present any of that but then it was, you'll hear it in the, in the episode, at one point he kisses one of the crewmates and then kisses another one and then punches them, one of them being Patrick's love interest inside the game. And so because it was also canon, it's oh, like, yeah, I remember oh, that. oh shit. And I looked at Patrick and Patrick looked at me and Patrick's like, I'm going to shoot him. 
I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna shoot him. And I'm like, no one will know. I'll just shoot him. I'm like, oh god. Oh, oh, what is, what is happening? What is going? How do I, how do I fix this as a GM? But the answer to that is that you don't fix that. You just roll with it. Um, yep. And luckily, I have players that are willing to roll with it instead of being like, no, that's not how it goes. I was personally offended when, when he punched Elliot in that race. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, from the from the GMC, it's it was no different than running anything else, especially when you have a goal in mind. Piggybacking off of something Zoe said earlier yeah. was, you know, when when you were talking about the crowd and when we were doing the sounds and stuff like that, you said that mask came off. That's the same thing with your players at the table, you know. Whatever story you're running for them, as y- you all have those moments of, I got him. And then you feel more comfortable during the session, whether that be your regular home session that you do every week right. or a, a once in a lifetime experience to <laughs> run with the, the creator of the game, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what an interesting thing that, that I just kind of sat back and wondered about is it's it, the difference was one of the big differences was that you were all sitting on the same side of the table. Mm-hmm. You weren't sitting there facing each other. I mean, you turned and dealt with, dealt with the other players, but you were there facing the audience. How did that feel? Did that feel much different? Honestly, it didn't. And my reasoning might be different than other people's reasoning, but I've always viewed 7C, or really any game that I run, as a a movie or a show in my head. And so I kind of always have the audience in the back of my head. You know, if I was an audience member, how would I view this? How would I see it? You know, how, how would it translate on screen? Things like that. And sitting in front of them after getting over the initial stage fright is like, no, I have a legitimate audience now. Oh, shit. I can do all of the I can do all of the things that I know audience members will react to and I'll get a live reaction which I thrive on. I love yeah. live reacts. Uh-huh. So if yes. you if you ever if, if this is a this is another thing. If you ever listen to my podcast and you want to discord message me about a live react, please fucking do. I live off of that. I get yep. such serotonin you know, having having people gasp aloud at something that just happened. Or at one point I asked the audience, uh, this is another thing about audience participation um, and another thing I would do differently. I asked the audience, I was like, all right, guys, what's the consequence on this scene? Give me something, anything. And Mark mm-hmm. had said, you know, the deck is slippery. And I'm like, oh, shit, the deck's slippery. Like, and John Wick picked it up immediately. Is like, oh, we need sandbags. Shit, okay. And then someone else went, somebody fell overboard and there's a literal picture of me holding my mouth and gasping aloud and pointing because i didn't think about that i didn't think about putting things in danger because there was so much shit going on and then i'm like all right guys who is it and then everybody at the table went oh fuck we have to pick someone now shit (laughs) (laughs) and then and then evan was like it's Roz. And then everybody in the audience no. understood understood the reference and knew who Roz was, gasped aloud. Mm-hmm. And that oh. to me sparked so much joy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's yeah. that's always a hard thing when you have some sort of remote play situation where you don't have a, you know an audience. People will talk about this, you know, with actors who go back to Broadway. Like, why would you go back there? You get more money, you know, making movies. I have a freaking audience, bro. I don't have to wait a year to find out if what I did was okay or if it was edited to look like crap or whatever else. Not I know right now, and it is yeah. addicting. It is it is so hard to get away from that feeling. And I think sometimes it's more fun to run for new players. Uh, you know, as a GM who doesn't play for an audience, because you get those reactions and those tricks you've been using are new to them. And when you've been playing with somebody for a while, they've seen it or they're they're very experienced and therefore they're not reacting the same way. So it's fun to have that new person because you get some of that audience feeling. And yeah, yeah I can only imagine like just the, the energy in the room would just be uh, overloading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is sponsored by Writing Into the Show. <laughs> writing into the show whether that be ours the writer's room any podcast i don't care write in do write something in. please do it please do it what are some of the gm insights you guys had zach mark specifically um you watching it would you put yourself in in zoe's shoes or in one of the other people's shoes as a player what were your thoughts about a live thing especially with it being not just a like uh, i've seen what critical role does with a live thing through a video you're there you're in the audience and it's a game you mm-hmm. give a crap about like 7C mm-hmm. is dope yeah. and you can relate to it, you know? That's the important thing, I think. Yeah, okay. Your involvement and dedication to the system or game or setting or whatever you're doing. Um, if you care about what you're doing, it's going to show that much more to both players and the audience and everything. 100%. Mm-hmm. To answer one of those questions, yes, I would definitely pop up there for a live show. Which uh, seat? Any. Okay. Any seat. That's fair. I'll do. I'll do whatever. That's yeah. I'll do what you need me to, Logan. Oh, okay. My and, this show? okay. Chaos, we're <laughs> per, be prepared for the for next year Chaos and Con. We're doing a tabletop radio hour live show. Let's go. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just. And we're gonna change the game now, that we're so. playing every 15 minutes, and every five oh, minutes shit. we're gonna change who's running the game. Yes. And <laughs> get ready because we're running all of Chaosium's games. In one show. <laughs> I'm so Each ready. game gets a GM rotation. Oh, Let's go. Round table roulette. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be intense. <laughs> but yeah, to be honest, I, you know, being uh, uh, all of us, being mm. previous actor types, you, you enjoy it. You love it. Regardless of that being recording it for a show or doing it live most of the time. If you're well, comfortable performing something live i think you'd enjoy doing it regardless i think that's kind of true of a convention game in general i mean i i ran a i ran a game with six people at any time i was interacting with one of them the other five were the audience in in a case like this there was just there was a bigger audience yeah uh that their interaction was you know a little bit more you know sound effects and and audience reaction stuff it wasn't as direct but it's still you know role-playing you have an audience most of the time anyway it's just a matter of that audience's role at the table whether it's it's an actual character or just straight observing or just you know the occasional interaction so some other some other fun questions about the con itself favorite person you met aside from john wick (laughs) we have john wick (laughs) questions in a minute so favorite person you met there at the con aside from john wick I mean, can I, can I, That's a really can I say question. Zach Go. and Mark? Cause, <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> cause, uh, All right. I'm, that's a loaded I'm, question. It's All right. a loaded yep. question. That's yeah. true. 
It's uh, actually other than other than you guys, which is great to meet you. Um, we mm. met our our number one fan on uh, mm. on the podcast. Uh, their name is Keith. They're one of our officers. They're one of our huge biggest supporters, and we got to meet with them. And I said, "Hey, uh, Patrick Evan, I'd really love to have a you know a sit down you know little meet and greet with Keith because they are our biggest supporter you know I, I want to you guys support us I want to support you too and so uh, I was like let's let's have a sit down and so we got to have a good hour long sit down with them where they got to ask us questions um they got to uh talk about the podcast they got to talk about 7c I I believe they actually ran not a scheduled game but they did run a 7c game that day and so they were asking yeah. a lot of questions mm-hmm. and things like that. And it was really, it was really humbling to have that experience because I've never had fans before. Patrick can attest to this. They have had fans. They are an actor, so they do have a, a fan base. But for, for Evan and I, I be, it was like a humbling experience where it's like this, this really means something to someone, to a lot of people. And yeah. we're doing something great and we we just want like it, it's like taking um, I'll give you another thing. It's like that day I saw John Wick as a celebrity that I would never be able to talk to. It was a pipe dream to have John Wick play at my table. I said when I first started the podcast, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great if John Wick sat at my table and I ran for John Wick like that'd be cool. And just kind of threw it out there and, and like forgot about it because it was never going to happen. And then fucking it done happened. It done happened. Not only did it done happen, but he wanted to hang out with us all weekend. And then I'm running for another live game where he's part of it. Like he wants to be a part of the game, whether, you know, and it's not just the fact that he helped make the game. It's the experience of playing at a table where his game is being showcased, you know, and uh, and it was a really humbling experience to to sit down with a fan and have that, you know, intimate one-on-one time with them and really show them that, Hey, we see you, we hear you and we love you and we're here. That's awesome. And not to add another, you know, bit of clencher on there for you, you know, not only just being like the first thing at the the con and a person running uh, the first 7C game for Chaosium and whatever, you know, this might have been the first time there was a live published show that John wasn't the GM for, that he got to be a player for, you know, and so that's probably like one of his own bucket list things like, holy crap, my game is big enough that somebody wants me to play on it sort of thing. I don't know him well enough to say that, but like from just being a creative type person, having somebody else run your game just sounds dope. <laughs> it's just, that's, yes. that's amazing. Somebody's that excited about it, that it's carried on that far and it made that much of an impact and you got to be part of that. That's just awesome. Yeah. And having to sit down right. and talk with him afterwards, just, to, just a quick aside. It's like, Hey John, uh, how did I do running your game and your module that you wrote? <laughs> right. And he's like, you did amazing. A good fucking job and that's that's a feather in my cap it's like i ran for john wick and he enjoyed himself as a player 
that's all I care. You can about. just retire now. You're just done. Like I'm that's done. It. I'm <laughs> done. You're fat. I'm putting my 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 narrator uh, baton on the mantle. It's gonna stay there until someone. No, you're not, Zoe. Don't. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're I, have away yet. Run, I'm, I have to run like seven Evan games. Evan and Patrick aren't here, but they sent me an email saying <laughs> if Zoe wants to quit, you can't let her. <laughs> you can't let her. You can't let her. Uh, Evan, my secretary. He kn- he knows. <laughs> He knows you too well. He knows me too well. He's like, don't tell, no, don't let her. <laughs> On the back of that, oh, what's your, uh, what's one of your favorite John Wick moments? Hmm. <laughs> and I did realize I just skipped past you guys meeting somebody else. I'm sorry. That's okay. Ah, who cares? Can't uh, top that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. We're, I mean, Mark, we're, I'm going to steal it. This might be the same, but uh, the, <laughs> the moment we we got to sit down and have uh, with with John Wick yeah. and the writers' room crew. Yes, and just sit and talk about whatever. Yes, fuck. nice. Yes, it, it was just a, a fun, relaxing. Mm-hmm. We we didn't have to worry about anything else at the moment. We were just enjoying ourselves. Yes, it was a this, nice time. This was actually the lunch where he where he pulled Zoe aside. Oh uh, yeah, but but before that, we were we were uh, we were all sitting there together and. Uh, just just having a very casual away from the convention chat it was fantastic genuine experience yeah i think is yeah. what i'm getting at yeah yes. it was great definitely uh for me it was right after the show we were all fucking beat we're tired we just wrapped mm-hmm. everything up and patrick we needed to get patrick home because they were fading fast and john wick went drinks and we all looked at each other and, had, and we looked at Patrick because Patrick was the worst off of all of us. And Patrick's like, fuck it, let's get drinks. And, uh, and we, all had, we all had whiskey with John Wick, which was delightful. Uh, I got to amazing. fix his coat because that's right. He, he literally pulled out a spool of, of needle and thread and was like, hey, I have a button uh, on my coat. I just haven't had time to fix it. And I just sighed and held out my hand <laughs> and fixed his coat for him. Wow. Upman gave him that coat. It's very important. It's Upman's coat. It's a very nice coat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a very nice coat. <laughs> that was going to be my other thing I was going to say. So thank you, Zoe, for saying it. Yes. You're uh, welcome. At, at, at that same moment get together that evening the there there was a, a group of gentlemen from pine box mm. uh, pine box entertainment pine box whatever yeah. they make games but they were demoing the five sales card game yeah which we all had the opportunity to play uh i think i got a special opportunity to play it because that evening i spent like what two three hours zoe said bye and mark <laughs> had gone up to his room and i was still down there hanging out playing cards nice. with these yeah. guys B- backtracking a little bit these gentlemen that i met from pine box i'd say were the interesting individuals i met other than john yeah Mike. yeah that's like uh, a it was just a really cool time to perfect segue because i was gonna ask what favorite games did you play or see demoed any new games coming out you're looking forward to being released or you know you know seeing it actually in, in the real world so there you go that's answered thanks <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no, that was absolutely it. it was a fun experience just the entire convention mm-hmm. it was it was definitely a good a good experience to get to go to the, the first chaosium con yeah sure yeah uh and something that mark and i have kind of talked about just since is the fact that it was such a small convention this first year 
gave us those opportunities to have those kind of intimate moments with Mm -hmm. these bigger, more important people, you know? Yeah. Even, even if it's somebody you don't know, like with the the card game, you have that chance to be able to sit there and and just be Mm -hmm. in it more and play it more and, and whatnot. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mark, Man, anything to add with that? Time. Not really. I mean, that was that was a lot of it. You know, just kind of sitting back and and I, I think the biggest thing that I I took from this is a lot of potential. I think you know there was they were just kind of dipping their toe in some things, and you know I think you know there's just potential for so much more. And yeah, looking to see, looking forward to see where they take it. It's kind of what it feels like. Then has this, you know, it's a it's a brand new con, and whenever mm-hmm. something like this gets started, it's always going to be small and it's going to have some rough moments but you seeing potential there it seems like there's probably enough for this con to keep going oh yeah that it can grow and there's a lot that can still happen i think so awesome um, and it's i think it's a different uh, a different situation of it's not a small company that's trying to get traction by starting a convention it's a company that's been around for 40 years uh that's now having a convention and they've already got a, a, a kind of backbone behind mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But so it is, it's not a, they're not searching for stuff. Yeah. But really. it is very targeted so, to their games. You know, you're not yeah, having everybody kind of flooding the, the floors with a huge variety, which, which is pros and cons, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, it does allow them to very, very much focus on what's theirs and uh, showcase it really well. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job. All right. Final wrap up. Second, final uh, penultimate final wrap up. wrap up. Funny after moments, funny after hours things, weird moments, crazy shout outs, fun things that happened at the convention or around it or heading back home, whatever else not. Hit us up. Mark, we'll start with you this time because we keep starting with everybody else. This was kind of fun. You know, like I said, I, I had I was running my game at the very end. Uh, my travel was a little different than everybody, too. I, I flew in and out of Grand Rapids and then drove to uh, Ypsilanti, which is a couple-hour drive. So I, you know, after after my my game, I was hopping in the car and, and driving back to Grand Rapids. And as I said, I was traveling with my nephew and, and his friend. Well, while I was gaming, there wasn't much else going on. So the two of them kind of went off kind of exploring and, Apparently, they went to a pet store and found a fish that was being, it was in the wrong tank. It was being, it wasn't being treated. So they bought this fish and rescued the fish. So we had to drive back to Grand Rapids with this rescued <laughs> fish on the lap. Of, See, uh, that's what I'm looking for the right friend. there. You so, go to a gaming convention, you're going to have your own adventures. It's not just the games you play, it's the actual exactly. adventures where you save a fish's life. Exactly. So for. that was. So that happened. That That's was awesome. that was our adventure. Oh man, that's great. I think they they named the fish a little bit. So a little bit is okay. A little bit is okay. A little bit is okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so attached <laughs> to this fish. Right. <laughs> We're going to have updates on little bit here now. Yes. Keep tuning in, friends. Is okay. Where's little oh. bit's Twitter account? I got to follow. Little... Oh my god. <laughs> Where's little bit's Instagram? I need to follow. Yeah. This Oh, that's great. <laughs> Does Little Bit have a Patreon? <laughs> Is there a GoFundMe for a new tag? Please tell me there's a GoFundMe for a new tag. Can I send him like food and stuff? 
Please oh, donate God. here for fish bits. That's right. It's like a Kofi page, but you know, it's fish flakes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. All so donations much. submitted to Tabletop Radio Hour. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I think the one of the the funnier moments was um so we had gotten an Airbnb. Um, which I've I'm a big advocate of Airbnb. Uh it's sometimes a lot cheaper than hotel rooms. It's a lot easier to commute, uh, especially if you can find one right next to the convention. We were lucky enough to find one 10 minutes out, um, and it was significantly cheaper for the three of us for an Airbnb rather than a hotel room. Um, sleeping accommodations were a little strange, um, but that's the nature of Airbnb. Like Sometimes you, you find gems and sometimes you find, you know, shit. A closet but, with know, three beds in it. A closet with beds in it, right. So... <laughs> We get there and uh, all of all of the weird stuff aside that I'm not going to do, um, it was on like a couple of acres of land, um, which, mm. by the way, we've uh, we've kind of decided that oh, uh, uh, Michigan is liminal space. It, it only exists in certain places. So Detroit exists and uh, Chaosium Con existed, but uh, nothing else existed. Um, so we were just traveling through liminal space. At some points in time. And um, one morning we got up, we had to get up very early to get to our flights, um, as Zach has mentioned. And uh, again, I had stated that we're on acres of land. And now um, Call of Cthulhu, I'm not sure if you know what that game is, but it's all about like weird Cthulhu eldritch shit, which is like, you know, creepypasta and all that stuff. And um, so there were a bunch of deer outside as I was getting the car ready. And, uh, of course, when you see a deer in darkness uh, against, like, one light source that's at the house, you just see the glowing eyes. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, I look over and I see a pair of glowing eyes that are, like, about head level to me. And I'm like, okay, it's a deer. And then six more pairs of eyes, all varying sizes and uh, heights, um, showed up next to it. And I couldn't see the other deer. I only saw the one and like as my eyes started to adjust and in my brain, I'm like, this is it. I die in Michigan to some weird not deer because I'm at Chaosium Con because only in Where Michigan does Chaosium exist. have come for <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. I'm like, this is it. I die to not deer. <laughs> and I told yeah. Evan and, and, uh, now, your normal response when you're like, hey, there's something weird outside, you know, don't go outside. Um, your normal response is, oh, okay, cool, I won't go outside. Evan's response is, I must immediately go see what this is. <laughs> Evan ran outside and they were all gone by that point. But, like, having that interaction, that, we that little bit of weirdness uh, at Chaosium Con just kind of cemented it from now on. If there's no weirdness when I go to Chaosium Con, something's very wrong. Things are far too normal. It's got to be weird. Yep. Things are normal, and I don't like it. For me, uh, nothing weird and wild like that. But when the writers' room crew showed up at the convention center, they were all decked out in pirate garb, <laughs> and I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Which I don't know how it's you not... didn't, because I knew they were going, it... and I wasn't even going. I knew they were going to be all so... dressed up. So we actually had a conversation about that because, again, we're traveling from Boston, so we need luggage. Like, we need to check bags in and stuff. And so it's like, okay, shit. Actually, that is a funny travel story. 
um, now that you bring it up, now that my memory is no longer uh, a liminal space and I remember things as we're talking yeah. about them, we were talking about whether we should all dress up or not. Now, they have pirate gear. I have pirate gear. But I'm not a pirate. I'm the narrator. So what the fuck do I dress up as? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go as myself. You guys can, can do what you want. You can bring your stuff. And uh, eventually we all decided that we were going to do our own thing. And they had talked without me and, and kind of like got everything together. And when we got to the airport, we had checked bags because uh, we were like, okay, we're, we're going to bring one bag to check in and it'll be great. So we only pay there. When we checked it, it was like five pounds overweight. And of course, there's lines of people behind you. So you're not going to open your bag and figure all that shit out. It's like, all right, well, how much is it? And it's like a hundred dollars extra. And we're like, Jesus, fuck. Okay, fine. Like, we'll split the cost. It'll be fine. It's only like $33 a person. Sure, whatever. So we do that. We get there. We do all the things. We come back. And as we're packing in, we're like, all right, guys, we need to make sure that we don't get the weight limit. You know, I'm going to I'm going to check one of my bags that I had originally as carry on because it now has extra books in it because I had bought books <laughs> at the convention and I'm like, shit, it's See? definitely going to hit the weight limit. This is not going to be able to carry yeah, we, on. True we all had that going issue. to a convention, yeah. come with space and weight allowance. Come like, with space. You're going to need come it. Literally, literally bring an empty bag. Literally bring an empty bag. Like that's number one travel if you're going to a convention. Yeah. So we get there and uh, we're there very early in the morning at the Detroit airport and there is fucking no one. There's literally, there's like maybe a mm. handful of people traveling at the time. And we get there, wow. we check our bag, and the lady's like, it is five pounds overweight. And we're like, what the fuck? Shit, how much is it? Oh, it's $150 now. And we're like, no, 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 no. We, we spent way too much money at the convention. There's no way. Like, how do we do this? And she's like, just open the bag and take stuff out. And we're like, okay, cool. So we take stuff out. And as we take stuff out, we can see the weight difference. Patrick's coat from <laughs> Volante Designs weighed four fucking pounds oh my god we took it out and immediately she was like all right cool you're at the weight limit and we're like wait what and we just look at patrick's coat full of of cloth and all of that stuff and i'm like hold on i'm curious and we take out evan's coat evan's coat was five pounds and i'm like jesus christ you guys where why are you wearing coats, such guys. heavy coats <laughs> where are your coats um so i ended up having to wear coats <laughs> i was oh very toasty <laughs> and yeah. also yeah. dashing as fuck in the middle <laughs> of detroit airport <laughs> um but oh, yeah the lesson there is um wear your coats don't pack them wear them because <laughs> they're coat. heavy yes. Dress like coats. if you're gonna if you're gonna take pirate stuff wear it on the plane <laughs> but but we should talk too about uh Going to breakfast in full costume. Well, yeah, that was gonna that was gonna be my point. Yeah, yeah, these these goons dressed up like pirates, and we felt left out when we showed up at the diner. Yep, <laughs> I just told him I was a software pirate, but not the same. <laughs> oh, but uh, we ate at a very wonderful diner. Don't call the bomber bomber diner if you're in the area. Uh, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, they have very, very large portions, so go into that knowing. But it was a very good dinner, or a uh, diner. It was a good food. diner. It was good food. It was food. It was in a time zone, appropriate time I for food. I told you. I told you, time is liminal space in Michigan. 
liminal yep. space. Yep. I wasn't aware of of my space in in the space time continuum. Exactly. We just existed. I'm from there. I know. <laughs> and we're all sorry. <laughs> oh. So tell us, since you're from there, how are those deer otherworldly? Just saying, like, give us some insight on the, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that's, that's a good wrap up. I'd say if there's any last minute things you want to say, I, I could say I had my own experience uh, from the, the con, but that was just uh, Zach and Mark giving me a call just before Mark's jumping into his game, trying to, uh, to be like, hey, you know, and connect me to it, which is very cool. I, it was, yeah. I could tell that the, the con was uh, strong in them, as you could see that both the fatigue and the excitement and the intensity in their faces all at the same yeah. time. <laughs> so yeah next time hopefully i can make it but i would say any final <laughs> thoughts any final wrap-up ideas or, or things you want to say about this convention experience do it now be, be there next time be there Everybody. next time yeah because i thing. know for a fact mark's gonna be running games and i'm fairly certain i'm gonna be running games and I'm also fairly certain that Zoe's going to be running games and and being a show and and, and then and a show and uh, <laughs> and whatever. then we're gonna just showcase all of the games that Chaosium has ever touched in one show. Tabletop Radio Hour. You heard it here first. I don't know why we're agreeing <laughs> to this, but yes. <laughs> hey, you said it. Um, you know, we're just we're just jumping on board, <laughs> Mister Hostman. Today, oh, I believe I have your your soul ticket here, where you have signed everything away, and this is now. A I'm just saying, contract. guys, choose your warlock patrons carefully. <laughs> Because there's no going back. No, there's not. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh, well, everyone, I think we've talked long enough. This is going to be another big show, but I don't really care. Um, we hope you enjoy. Anyways, we hope yeah, you can feel the excitement, and we hope to see you there next time. Yes, one hundred percent. Logan, thank you for hosting today, giving me a break for um, yeah. from uh, doing all that work. That hard. Hard, hard work of hosting uh, an internet podcast. It could be rough. It could be rough, especially since you also have to edit. You had like double duty, but now you don't. This now time. I've only just got the editing. Yeah, so. the easy part. Uh, easy. I'm yeah, sorry. Easy, what easy the fuck part. Did you just Logan. say? <laughs> 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 ah, cut! Cut! We get murdered. Oh god! Tip, tip your everybody. Tip your Put editors. That down. Uh, I'm sorry. Somebody's got to say, Mark. Can you stop we'll, Zoe we'll, from? We'll fix that post. It'll be ah. fine. <laughs> Meaning Zach will fix it in post. I always fix it in post. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, I hope you guys had had fun sitting down and talking about this shit. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for the next episode. I get, and if you want more, if you want more Seven C content, here here is where I put the shameless plug of of the writers' room. Come follow the podcast. Come be a part of our community and Discord. Come on our Kofi page. Buy some bones. I make dice. By the way, Ten Quills Dice will be dropping their very first uh, update, shop update in June. Stay tuned for uh, more amazing D10s uh, out there because we all know that you're all sick of looking through your other sets to get your D10s for 7C or Vampire the Masquerade or White Wolf or whatever it is game that you play that specifically requires D10s. So come on down, tenquillsdice.com. I'll hook you up. Don't worry. <laughs> Go buy some dice, people. Go buy some dice. Go to, go to Chaosium. Go buy some 7C. Go buy some Cthulhu. Go buy some stuff. Uh, we're not sponsored or specifically endorsed by Chaosium.com. Yet. Uh, yet. 
We just love their products. We're working on it. John, uh, if you're listening, um, can we get on that, please? Brian Holland, Mob, all of you guys. Hi. 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 We're here. Yeah. Anybody? uh, (laughs) We're we're accepting sponsorships left (laughs) and right. Uh, Our inboxes are open, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can find them shortly here at the end of the episode. Yes, indeed. And that's it for this episode of Tabletop Radio Hour. Like always, you can find this episode on soundcloud.com slash tabletopradiohour and on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at TabletopCast if you have any questions or comments. You can join us over on Facebook.com slash TabletopRadioHour for regular updates. We also have an email address that is TabletopRadioHour at gmail.com. Our website, TabletopRadioHour.wordpress.com. You can find information about our Patreon page on our website. I want to thank you all for listening and keep rolling 20s.